This is the Chicago Podcast Network. Hey, everybody. We're back here on Out Front. This is Nick Sarandos, joined over the interwebs and Skype by my good buddy, AJ Signeri. And uh, we've been away for a while. The world is coming apart at the seams. AJ's out fighting the good fight. I am currently helping my father with a bunch of family stuff. So we haven't been able to record as much as we'd like to. Uh, but we wanted to check in and kind of get with some people today. We're going to talk about a couple things. We're not going to touch, ladies and gentlemen, on Russia today. Uh, it's too complicated a story, and you can get better information from a lot of other sources. Uh, before we get to any of that, got to do the properties. You can find us on Facebook, Chicago Podcast Network. You can find us on Twitter, Chi-Town Podcast One. You can email us on Gmail, Chicago Podcast Network at gmail.com. All of those wonderful ways for you to get in touch with us. Please do so. We miss hearing from all of you, hopefully as much as you miss hearing from us. AJ's here. He's on the phone today, ladies and gentlemen, so d- please... Please be patient with us a little bit as we attempt to use the technology that they swear works, even though I do not believe them. AJ, how you doing, buddy? Good evening, comrade. Mm. He has come to us from far away. No, it's, yeah, uh, I will say this about the Russia story, AJ, just for the fact that you and I haven't even had a chance to talk about it. I do enjoy, there were three people in the meeting. Now there were four people. Now five, now eight. I'm I'm finding that very amusing. Yeah, uh, I have nothing to say about Russia other than we we know it. There's problems with it. Trump's a problem. His son's a problem. The whole family's a problem. <laughs> Stories talk about the Russia quite honestly. All right. So today, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna we're gonna get into the internet of it all, and and kind of kind of break down. What's been happening the last three years, four years, five years, really the last 20 years. And it's 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 kind of bizarre. And it's it's going to be a different conversation than we normally do. We're not. The truth is, ladies and gentlemen, I, I can't talk to you about this. But one of the reasons this show has kind of been going without so many for you is I'm tired of talking about Trump. I'm just tired of it. And I want to get to what causes him as opposed to dealing with the, the dumpster fire that is his administration. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to start with this. The Internet is an amazing thing, but it's making us all really, really stupid. And I am to blame for this as much as anybody in the world, mainly because I was one of those people who, I mean, I'm a nerd, and I grew up on the Internet. It's It's... It's developed along at almost the same rate as my uh, age. And I will tell you all that I, I truly do think you can point a lot of the problems that we have in today's world, as, and, and this is my thesis, that I blame the X-Files. And I say that and some people might giggle and think I'm being funny. I'm not. Uh, AJ, do you remember the internet when it first started? Oh, I, rem- I remember that dawn of that beautiful age when... We all had our landlines. We heard that wonderful sound of static and white noise. And I remember it so, so well. I remember America Online. I remember I, I used. OK, did you ever use Prodigy? That was the that was the pre AOL. Did you ever use Prodigy? No, um, I never used Prodigy, our local, uh, a local company in town had servers. OK, so we. So we went through them. It wasn't through Prodigy. Um, we didn't go through AOL. I don't know who the hell we used. But we used all the pre-platforms that you could access the Internet and everything. What I remember the most is, and, and some of this is obviously personal experience, ladies and gentlemen, but here's what I remember about the early days of the Internet. Uh, before porn, because there was a time period, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, where you couldn't actually get porn on the Internet. Uh, the the bandwidth and the dial-up speed. Uh, I think, AJ, every young man who is about our age remembers trying to download a naked picture of a woman and it taking like seven minutes to to get the full picture. Yeah, yeah depending on what you're getting, yeah. Yeah. So porn wasn't there. So the Internet was this weird thing where people just went on and as they say in Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back, bitch about movies and, and be mean to each other. And that was fine. I remember America Online having these these applications that you could get 
uh, off the internet actually called burner programs where you could uh, very easily take over like a chat room. And for those of you who are younger than 30, a chat room is kind of like a group text message, except that you couldn't control who was in it. Uh, you would just go into these rooms and people would just talk. You, This is when cyber sex became a thing that you would hear about in school. And the more that it went on, the more people would get together and they'd have these conversations. But the biggest forums that I remember seeing all over the internet, and please, AJ, you weren't as big a fan as I was, but I remember the early days of the internet, say 95, 96, 97, the X-Files was this weird thing on the internet where people were obsessing about it. Do you remember that? Yeah, I mean, I can remember like the early days of like the, the idea of forum being a big thing in listservs and things like X-Files and shows about- like I forgot about listservs. And um, you got on listservs and forums to talk about these things, and then that's where you started really seeing, you know, quote-unquote crazy talk on the Internet, you know. And half the time I didn't even, like, pay attention to it because I'm like, I don't know what the hell. I just want to talk about the show. Right. I want to talk about, I want to talk about this comic, not this conspiracy of, well, you know, in episode five, if you look, that's exactly what's going on right now in Roswell. It's like, no. okay, I just want to know what your thoughts are about yeah. the acting. Yeah, and the plot and the storyline. And are you excited right. for next week's episode? Right. It's, it, it was just one of these things where I think the fact that it was such a – and again, we, you, ladies and gentlemen who are younger, you can never truly understand, and it sounds so – crappy to me to say this but my grandparents used to say this to me all the time you'll never understand the difference in america the day before pearl harbor and the day after pearl harbor and that's how i feel about 9-11 and the internet and even shows like the x-files you and i have talked before on the old shows and on this podcast how i feel that 9-11 the x-files was this weird thing that existed where it it was it did not trust the government it it taught right. it taught you in, for lack for lack of a better way of describing it, it taught you to distrust everything you were told by authority, which is healthy, and I've always believed that. But it had a bad side effect, in my opinion, man, where people started to believe it, that it was real. And I believe that it was real, but I was 13. And the conspiracies that the, that that show like that really put forward and there were other shows that did it and there were other things on the internet at the time but it's just it's easy to focus on on, on something like the X-Files they they pointed to uh you know the the military industrial complex and they they had a company on the show called Roush Technologies and they would talk about that and they would they would get into the idea of people making money off of keeping things secret and that idea i feel like splintered off now conspiracy theories had always been around and they'd always been there but with the the popularity of the x-files the fact that the internet was coming up along with it the fact that the x-files was oddly positioned with what it talked about to be a focus of the internet allowed conspiracy theories and this stupidity of people saying i i i think the best way to put it is somebody said during the 2016 election newt gingrich argued that what I feel is real, therefore it is a fact. And that is what I think the internet has done to us all. And I think that if you draw a line starting with, I believe that there are aliens in Area 51 in Roswell, New Mexico, therefore there are, therefore people drive around it, that's, look at there has to be something going on there, people are driving around it all the time. And, and you want to tell people, no, the original story is what's causing this. It's like when people say that the Amityville house is actually haunted. And you want to look at them and go, no, you believe that it's haunted because you watched a movie about it. It's, it's not actually haunted. If it is actually haunted and you can prove that, then you will be the richest person on the planet Earth. So it's making us dumber also because you hear people talk about that stupid phrase, the bubble. And, we, and you hear people talk about, oh, the, we're all living in a bubble. I have a problem with that because it's not just that 
you're selecting stuff. The computer itself is selecting what you follow. So if you're a person who believes in alien conspiracies with the U.S. government, if you believe, and this one is a true one, ladies and gentlemen, Saddam Hussein had a Stargate. Do you remember that one? Yeah. That's yeah. my. That's one of my favorites. The one I just learned about today, Jay-Z is an alien, is a mortal vampire, which, okay. It, it, the, the fact that we've allowed this to grow as it has without really checking the information that's on it has started to really scare me. And the reason, folks, we're talking about this today is, as AJ mentioned this to me before, but there is a conference coming up. Uh, AJ, go ahead. I don't want to do it. I don't even want to say it. I'm so pissed off. <laughs> is it next month? It's next month, isn't it? Yeah, it's right after. Yeah, it's next month. Yeah, and next month, if, if you shall choose to go to this, I, I encourage you not to, but <laughs> you, have, you, you have free will, ladies and gentlemen, and boys and girls. Not, uh, according, to the, not according to the people who are going to it. I guess. There's an actual flat earth conference. I'll say it one more time. There's a flat earth conference next month. Um, I forgot where it's going to be at, but I found some of the workshops interesting. And I did say workshop uh, because, you know, when I think of flat earth conference, I just think it's like one big meeting and that's about it. Oh no. There's a schedule. And um, I have it actually right here. It'll pull up here in a second. Here we go. It's not until November. What? It's not until November, the one I'm seeing. Oh, okay. But whatever. It got announced last week, so. So here's, so one of the workshops is my favorite one, Flat Earth with the Scientific Method, which on, on its face sounds good, but John Hopkins, who's doing this, not John Hopkins, PhD, Masters, whatever, but Rich, but Richard Hopkins, as he breaks down the line of mainstream science. There's another one called the NSA and other space lie. That's me banging on the table, ladies and gentlemen, in anger. Sorry, go ahead. This session breaks down the inconsistencies of NASA in space. Go ahead. <laughs> um, there's one called um, Heliocentric Physics and Forcing the Line, and a look at physics, conflicts, and assumptions of the heliocentric model plus an experiment demonstrate the shape of the Earth. So they're really saying that the sun revolves around us, if I understand them correctly, with that, that, with that one. Um, and that's the only ones I'm seeing on this site. Um, I mean, I have a real problem with, uh, just the onset of a flat earth, you know, this is very, very much, um, 13th century thinking, you know, when explorers trying to discover new places, um, old, you know, if you look at antiquity map uh they would sit look they would have models that the earth was flat they actually thought the earth was flat because no one has explored past europe africa and the middle east so you know when i know i remember like columbus going west people thought he was going to fall off the face of the earth but he didn't obviously so we actually have real tangible data that the earth is not flat but it, it is some sort of sphere or an oblong circle whatever it looks like but it's not flat it's not linear well look i mean we don't need to look here here's part of it i don't feel the need aj to litigate whether or not the fucking earth okay. is round I, I that's my thing like whenever people online are fighting about it and they go we'll prove that it's round i go you okay first of all i feel that the onus of proof is on you and secondly, for this to be true, for this to be true, every space agency on Earth has to have been lying. Every scientist since, like you said, the 1400s has to be lying. Every person who has been to space ever would be lying. 
Not to mention every telescope, everything in the world that has looked at other planets and seen, I don't know, little round balls floating in space would also have to be lying. You'd have to be able to go to a, a telescope at, uh, what's the one famous one out in L.A., the Griffith Observatory? Look through, yeah. that, look through that telescope, look at a planet, and then convince yourself that the, 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 the telescope somehow is lying to you. That's what you would have to that that's what has to happen for this to be true. It would be a conspiracy on a level that it it, it would make the Kennedy assassination look like a R.L. Stein novel. So but there's that now, right? But I guess my my problem and I said this to you before, that I don't quantify intelligence with paper and pencil or pen or a computer and, you know, quantify intelligence that way. All, all of us are intelligent once they perform, correct? With rare exception that proves the rule, yeah. So, but, so with that said, I have a real problem with people who have some level of intelligence and they want to continue thinking that kind of way, you know? Um, I, I call that more fringe thinking than anything else. I mean, this is beyond politics, what you think of society, what you think of culture. This, in my view, flat earth and all that, is a little bit more fringe thinking. That if you really believe about um, flat earth, that you know the NSA and others are lying to you, then I find it as a problem. Do I do I personally does AJ feel there are certain conspiracies pertaining to government all, and all that? Possibly. I mean, there's some things I kind of question. But am I going to go as far as saying NASA <laughs> is really lying to all of us that the Earth is not round but flat? There's no such thing as these celestial pieces of rock floating in a vacuum that is tall. I mean, if you really believe that those are fake things, then I'm sorry, I have to very question you as a person. I'm sorry. I really do. It's I mean, I can accept, like, black holes is, like, you know, you're going from one end of the universe to the other end of the universe. I can probably accept that and and try to theorize around that. But to really say that us in the observable universe is a complete farce, then um, you need some help. <laughs> well, and, and, and this is, and, and we're not just focusing on this, ladies and gentlemen. It's just, it's a, it's a, it's a small symptom of a larger problem that all leads us to where we are politically. And as we are talking today, Mitch McConnell, we're recording this on July 18th, 2017. The Senate Majority Leader, Mitch McConnell, I'm doing this for the aliens who may listen to this one day, uh, is, is, is walking the halls of Congress trying to get people behind the idea now of just repealing Obamacare with nothing to replace it. And there are a lot of people in the United States who are perfectly okay with that. That Obamacare is just is, is the worst thing ever. And AJ and I have talked many, many times to you. Obamacare, not perfect. In fact, in a lot of ways, a big problem. But an important first step towards fixing the healthcare problems that exist in the United States, which are divided on economic, social, and racial lines that allow the 1% or the elite, whatever you want to call them, to have better access to healthcare. That's not a conspiracy. That's a provable fucking fact. You can go to the Pew Research Center and look at the difference between somebody who makes a lot of money in the healthcare they get and someone who makes none. And that is why when people argue healthcare should be a right, not a privilege, that's what they're talking about. The fact that there could be a family, and, and we're, we're from the Chicagoland area, I am, and AJ's from Illinois. If you're a poor family on the south side of Chicago or in rural Illinois, and someone in your family comes down with, oh, let's say, leukemia from polluted water, they, can, they, they can't afford it, and that person and they can't afford the treatment, that person will die. And that is an economic reality in the United States, which is fucked up for the richest country in the world. 
And the internet allows people to argue on behalf of this. You have these stories that break now, and, and getting away from conspiracy, uh, Crack.com did an amazing video a few days ago. It was what started me on this, this idea of what's going on. There's a theory out there on the internet, and you'll see it reflected in memes and, and, and stuff. Millennials are lazy. Millennials are entitled. It's bullshit. It's a bullshit thing to say. That's like saying, oh, people who are all over the age of 50 are racist. It's bullshit. It's a bullshit thing to say. The, the, the thing that's happening right now is the generation that's coming up has had 25 years in their life of being told that, one, the world is ending, two, no one's doing anything about it, three, they've watched their parents and their older siblings get fired, lose jobs, lose their homes, lose money with, with no repercussions to the people who caused it, and they wonder why people are so fucking jaded. And that would be why. But the internet allows people to, to shame millennials in a place of safety. Because the minute you try to defend them, people call you, uh, what, what's, the, what's the liberal terms they use, AJ? A snowflake and a cuck? Yeah. A, de yeah. a de derivative of cuckold? Which pisses me off to no end. To, to disparage a generation of people because you don't think that they have the same values as you? Look at the world that you live in and ask me if they should have the same values that you have. I don't think that they should. I don't think that my generation should. The acquisition of wealth and, and the idea of power has corrupted so many people. Why would you think anything different would happen to the people that are around you if you're under the age of 25 right now? Why would you want to go for the big job at a corporation when you know that they'll fire you in three minutes if they think it'll save them $200? That, that's, that to me is is part of this conspiracy shit that goes all the way back to the beginning of the internet the idea of being able somebody said once aj and i'm curious what you think about this that it should be almost a legal requirement that you post your real name on message boards i i, well, I, haven't, I haven't heard that one um i i, I don't I know don't I, so. I i you don't think so part of me goes i i understand the danger of it but there's another part of me that goes maybe Maybe if people were more accountable to the stupid shit that they said, that it'd be better. I don't know. I just. Well, here's the thing. I mean, there's a lot of people I know, myself included, that have changed names via social media and elsewhere because we have, we, we are very convinced that there are people, there are groups and individuals that are out to, um, silence us as leftists and everything. But you have um, a legitimate concern. You represent a political party that is vilified across all forms of of American media, conservative and well, liberal. That, I mean, that's just that. That's just the, the organization, but just thought itself. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm even talking about anarchists who are not involved with any political party, not involved with IWW, but... Um, they're doing it like for their work, you know, like they have their name out in the street, but they have a different name while they're at work, like the real name at work. So, I mean, they're like even trying to separate that. So this idea of what's called doxing when people are trying to say someone's real name as a way to expose them, um, is an issue. Yes. So, I mean, depending on, depending on what the message board is, um, I would have it would be have to be a, be a case by case basis. I mean, if it's like a message board via like a, a newspaper, then no. I mean, a lot of people use like fake usernames to post stuff on there and everything. If it's like something like for work or something, then sure, I can see that. I just have a hard time believing that people would using their real name as a username on a message board tell a woman to go kill herself or that they're coming to rape right. her. And, and that happens all the time. And the anonymity of the Internet and its ability to allow dark corners to grow is what leads us to Alex Jones. And for those of you who don't know, if you're just tuning into the podcast for the first time, please go back and listen to our Alex Jones episodes. It's probably our finest hour to date. And realistically, ladies and gentlemen, those are the guys that now are controlling the narrative in, in a weird way. He's getting more mainstream exposure, which whether or not, and yeah, he's being mocked in a lot of these exposures, but it's still exposure and people are still going to him. He's, he's getting more money now than he was last year because of the fact that people are pointing to him in ridicule. And it's, the internet is making us 
I truly do believe this. I believe it's making us dumber. I th- not dumber. It's making us less accountable, I guess, AJ, to what we are responsible to know is one is good taste. Well, I, I, that, but there's a book that David Graeber wrote on what he calls structural stupidity, which in itself means that because of bureaucracy that we have, like in government and institutions and the workplace and we have all these stupid nonsensical bureaucratic processes makes us feel stupid you know there's that but there's also the stupidity that um people do not take the responsibility to engage themselves you know and that's like one of my biggest beefs is you know i feel myself you and others have done a fine job of past high school, past college, past whatever, anything after high school, where you have attained more level of knowledge than since high school. And because of that, you know, all of us can not only speak to one another, but reason with one another to the things that are going on. Those who have not, Again, I'm sorry, and it's very judgmental, I understand, but um, you're going to be part of the problem, and especially if you continue not thinking, you know, holistically and think of different other thoughts other than one thought. You know, a lot of people think, you know, I'm just someone with a social thought. That's not necessarily true. I mean, there's other thoughts I have. I have more of a problem with someone, not just about flat earth, but who just thinks um, one line of, uh, socialism is the best thing. I disagree with that wholeheartedly. Um, just like someone thinks one line of uh, progressivism is the way to go, I disagree with that too. You know, it, but it also we gets have you- a responsibility to engage ourselves because society and life requires that. Yeah, you're absolutely correct, and 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 learning after school and continuing to learn, it it, it's, it to me almost sometimes feels like that schools. You don't need to memorize stuff anymore. If if I went to school and I was in seventh or eighth grade, and they were going through, I don't know, I, I don't even know what you learned in seventh and eighth grade because I'm so goddamn old. But when do you learn long division? Fifth grade. It, whatever. Fifth grade, sixth grade, yeah. Okay. You know what you don't need to know anymore off the top of your head? How to do long division. Like, you should learn it. You should learn the basis of it. But you should also be taught how to use the Internet to solve that problem. When you have an English class and you're working on a paper, the number one thing that they teach you should not be, you know, just how to grab stuff. It should be how to – there should be classes taught in schools about how to differentiate information from being good and being bad. And and that to me is a big, also a big factor in all of this. You're you're talking about the, the the continuing desire to acquire knowledge. I would say that there are a lot of people who do, but they don't know how to. Here's a good example. Uh, Vox.com is a wonderful website that keeps a journal of of major news stories. If you want to know the timeline of a news story, it's great to go through. But Vox.com does no reporting of their own. So when you're reading their thing, you are getting spin from what they perceive as being the way that the story should be covered. However, you need it's also on you when you finish that timeline to go back and verify the stuff that they're citing because that's how you know that what they're saying is true. Uh, somebody said on one of the late night shows, you've got to be careful more and more about where you're getting your, your information from, but you've also got to be willing to learn how to put this well i mean if, if, I'm, if i'm following you it's the same problem i had early on with wikipedia you know um i like the idea of having a free encyclopedia free platform for information for people to attain however my big issue then when it first came out is you're allowing a lot of people to offer content for a certain topic which can be edited, you know, right. and, and I showed someone one day, you know, and I, I gave this false narrative that, you know, the, the, I, the, the, the concept of an atom as we know it is completely false. And I gave a whole different 
model of what Adam is and everything. And it was up there for two months. No one corrected it, you know, and it was left there. So for two months, people thought that the structure of an atom was this model and everything it's until someone came on there and said, no, 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 it's really this, and here's a link to back this up, you know? Right. And Wikipedia still operates that today. And, and, and I, as an academic then, found it hard to use Wikipedia as a citation site because it's constantly being changed. New information is being constantly changed, just like Vox. I can't go to Vox often because there's new stories out there. And as you said, Vox doesn't really have an apparatus to um, stop someone for putting um, a false story up or a different direction to the story and everything. They just let it go up there and just or have it organically play it out and everything. So that's where I go back to that you're right, Nick, that we don't know how to do it, but it also goes back to, you know, being engaged in how we should take that good information and make it credible, how to make it knowledgeable so we can share with other people. Well, and, and, and getting back to the idea of, and I hate, again, I hate using the phrase, but getting back to the bubble idea, if you're a liberal, if you're a progressive, Obamacare right now is sacrosanct. And how it is is what we've all been fighting for this whole time. With what I know is when we started that process as a country, it was never, even by the, even by the man it's named after, decided that this is the final stop. This is a first step. But now we're fighting so hard for the first step that people are, you know, oh, no, Obamacare is, is, is great. And if, you, if you're a person enrolled in Obamacare, it's not great. It's not wonderful. It's just better than what was, what was there before. But the lie that you get constantly thrown in your face that Republicans know what they're going to do when they repeal this is bullshit. They have, if, here's a good example of, of, of this. The, the idea of the last election. Well, Hillary Clinton is going to win. Why? Because that's who the system wants. Okay, that's fine. But your argument goes out the window the minute Donald Trump wins the election. Because you can no longer argue that there is a new world order controlling everything when the uncontrollable is allowed to happen. So either your new, new world order is as ineffective as the actual new world order from wrestling, or, or there isn't one, and the truth is the world is just a fucked up place where stupid shit happens. And, and, and I think I've talked to you about this before, AJ, that conspiracies, I believe, are the new form of religion in a world where God is not as celebrated by younger people because it gives you a sense of control. It's a lot easier to believe that 9-11 was an inside job done by the United States because then you believe that there's a control to it. The scary idea is that five dudes got on airplanes and took down a building in New York and hit the Pentagon. That's a scary fucking idea. Five dedicated people can do that. That's scary as hell. What's a lot less terrifying is that the government itself did it to justify an unjust war, which, don't get me wrong, they used it for that. But to think that they caused it and didn't just take advantage of the situation, that's where I start to go, the Internet is making us dumber. If you, if you were one of those people who believes that there were explosions, that the government did 9-11, and you believe and you want to follow that through to its ultimate conclusion that it was all to make money for Halliburton, that's a lot of hoops to jump through, whereas the scary, realistic idea is five guys did it. At 13, I think, at the end of the day, right? Like it was 13 people involved in that. But whatever. Right. You know, that's... That's the scary thing that you can just do that, and and the internet. Uh, uh, go ahead. If we if we remove, so nine eleven is a good example. Um, for this instance, let's just remove the notion that um, it, it was not an inside job. Like no one put bombs or put chemicals in the core of <laughs> Twin Towers and all that. Let's take that out for a second, okay? But the notion that there were people who were involved in so far that 
led to training Osama bin Laden and Al-Qaeda during the 80s, who then, you know, told them that they were revolutionaries and supported them and then quickly said, hey, they, they're, they're terrorists, these are bad people. My point is, is that there are certain actors, not like play actors, but we call them international actors, who have rolled the dice and created their own fairy tale in order for 9-11 to happen. Would you believe that insofar that there were certain things in play that made 9-11 happen? Oh, no, absolutely. The, the, the United States government is, is indirectly responsible for 9-11 due to the fact that they armed the, was it the Mujahideen in Afghanistan? Yeah, a- I think that's who they were, uh, against the Soviet Union when the Soviet Union invaded Afghanistan for its oil. That, that happened. And then uh, it, there's a great movie about it called um, Charlie Wilson's what? War. Which gets into that at the end of it when he argues, he goes, okay, we've won this battle. Now we've got to build this country up and the government doesn't want to spend the money. And as a result, you leave a country that is decimated with monies that, with weapons that you've given them and you don't give them the money to rebuild themselves. And then they end up hating you. Of course they end up hating you. Why wouldn't they? And it's, that is, and, and which again leads to 13 dudes being able to commit the greatest terrorism act of all time. That, that is scary that your short-sightedness can come back to bite you in the ass, that's scary. T- to me, the idea, look, I would, if it came out tomorrow that George W. Bush ordered the attack on 9-11, I'd be pissed, but I'd also be grateful because it would mean that the world isn't as scary as a place as I thought it was. Does that make sense, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess what I was trying to get at more of is there are, the conspiracies that we know and love, like 9-11, JFK um, is kind of like Dracula. Um, there was a real, there was a real person named Vlad the Impaler who Vlad fought Pepish. for right. Who Bram Stoker was influenced by hearing that story. Who wrote the book Dracula and made Dracula, and we know Dracula to this day. That book became now this subculture that we know and love because of something really real. 9-11, JFK were these real things, but people would nitpick at certain things. The Rockefeller conspiracy, the George Soros conspiracy, that there are real people that are doing real things, but then they will you know, conflate um, certain aspects of these true events or what really went on um, in JFK, you know, a lot of people thought they were helping quote unquote by saying, well, maybe it was from the grassy knoll because that's a good angle to do this. No, it was really Oswald who did this. No, it was really the mafia because as you remember, the CIA was involved or let's say the bodyguards were involved and the mafia paid them off and everything. So it's it's really conspiracy theories like folklore um, are based on true things, but they're so inflated that you don't know what's real and what's not anymore. It, it, it makes me think of there's a, there's a great line, you know, the best lies are sandwiched between two truths. And, 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 that, and that's what this all feels like to me is that you're taking – real world things and manipulating the information to tell the story that you want to be true anyway. And now we can go back to the flat earth thing. I, I, I am not a scientist, neither are you, but I'm pretty sure that you can't enter into a scientific idea want with what you want the conclusion to be. Isn't that the opposite of what you're supposed to do? Yeah. Right. So if you go into it going, well, the earth is flat and I'm going to prove it. Well, you've already not, you're already not being scientific. You've, you've already decided something, and now you're looking for the evidence to prove it. Well, that doesn't make it true. What makes it true is whether or not it's true. And the Internet allows this stuff to propagate and to get, grow and to build where people have to respond to it. And then you get into the situation where no one trusts anything so that when Donald Trump Jr. tweets out an email chain and then says it was four, then it was five, it was seven, it was eight, no one knows what the fuck is true anymore because by tomorrow you're going to find out that 30 people were in that fucking meeting and cake was served. Well, I hope cake 
officer. I mean, you know the um Just to be clear, it would be devil it would be devil's food cake, right? It'd be devil's food. It would be devil's food cake. Or or red velvet. Ooh, I like it. Made with the blood Um, of the innocents. Exactly. So you know the other conspiracy of um I can't think of the group anymore. But supposedly all these political insiders, business insiders that are in the secret meeting that always meet somewhere. And um, they're based out of Europe. And, like, they've taken photos of, like, Clinton and Obama were at the same meeting. Trump has been at this meeting before. Yeah, yeah, it's in Switzerland. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, uh, so, like, yeah. they have, like, that. And there's, like, this, I remember this one photographer who goes to the meetings and takes photos of all these people going to these meetings, right? Right. Well, and they won't disclose what the meeting's about, why these people are there, but they know it's all these Democrats, Republicans, Tories, Labor Party, capitalists, uh, anti-capitalists, they're all all in the same meeting. Yeah, CEOs of (laughs) Fortune 500. Yeah, and there's a there's a documentary that Alex Jones did when we were getting ready for that annoying episode that destroyed me emotionally. Um, he goes to one of those like a, like a smaller version of that group up in I want to say Ottawa or Toronto, somewhere in Canada, and you know it's all the 51st state. Who cares? And he goes there. And he's like, oh, this is a secret meeting where they're, dis- they're, they're, they're discussing, like, the end of the world. You go, but you're there, man. You're there. Like, they wouldn't be having that meeting at a, at, a, at a Hyatt. Yeah. You know, they'd be at the Legion of Doom. It's, it's, it, it, the, the fact that you know about it means that it can't be what you're saying. That, that... Well, that's the thing. How, co- how come these, quote-unquote, bad leaders, did not follow any 80s and 90s cartoons. I mean, all hell. I'm serious. Where, where is the Legion of Doom's bubble in the lake? Where, you know, is Skeletor's castle? Where is Mumra's castle? Where are these things at? I'll give you a better one. Where's Dimension X? Exactly. Where's Crane? Exactly. Although, These are the things that people need to know if you're going to be a villain. You need some sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, you need a lair. You need you need your Spectre headquarters or your. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Like, where's your asteroid M? It's, it's yeah, it's, it's, gotta be an older person, you know, who is like almost skeleton. There's a part of me, by the way, that when whenever the Virgin Galactic finally is a thing, I think that the first flight should be the world's foremost flat earthers. Because, you know, there's always the possibility on the first one, AJ, that something goes horribly wrong. So, like, best case scenario, they get to see that the Earth is round. Worst case scenario, you know, sometimes things don't land. Sometimes they crash. See, and I wonder if some of these flat earthers are protesting Elon Musk. (laughs) Wouldn't I, I, I... and, and and for the SpaceX, you're saying, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just, I, ladies and gentlemen, one of the reasons we, like I said, we haven't been around so as much the last few is AJ's been really busy fighting. But also, I think, AJ, you and I are just kind of, we got through an election, and you and I talked about the day before the election, how happy we were that it was finally the election. That after that night, we'd get to take a break. And we didn't, because the the, the hairpiece kept rolling. And I don't know about you, man, and, and I'm tired. I'm tired of waking up every day and, and, and just seeing this stuff get worse. And, I'm, and, and, and I think the part that I find more exhausting is that we're just not all in agreement that the man is doing a bad job and that the Internet is allowing people in their dark corners to say, no, 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 he's doing what's right. And it's, now it's not, now the new phrase, because the New World Order didn't do it, now it's, um, now it's the deep state that's doing it, Right. Oh no! Well, he beat the main thing, but now these remnants are. I'm I'm sick of it. Here's what's happening, ladies and gentlemen: a man who should not be president scared a lot of people into voting for him. Fifteen percent of the country—that's all it is. But it was an important fifteen percent in the spots that mattered, and it has led us to this spot where people no longer know what to trust. 
from the news. And yeah, you should have always been smart with what you were covering. And, and I'll be honest with you, man. The news has done a pretty bad job of defending their own credibility. When CNN is doing those stories about how there's rioting in a city and you cut to it and it's the same building shot from three different angles, but they present it as in the city is burning, like you, you're destroying your own credibility with it. And the fact that they need to make money to stay in business is, is part of the problem. But people need to be smarter. They need to work harder to learn what is true. What is actual? Which, for the record, Barack Obama, not the greatest president of all time, though if you were to go online right now and talk to liberals, they'll, they'll, they'll say that he's basically the second coming of Christ. He wasn't. He was a decent, he was a good man who did an okay job. But he was a good man. You, you, you can say what you want about George Bush, and there's a lot of things wrong with his presidency, but I never believed that George Bush was anything other than a man who wanted to do good. Dick Cheney, different story. But George W. Bush, fundamentally good man. Bill Clinton, you know, sex is sex. But, you know, at the end of the day, was going to do what was right. And you can keep going back down the line through it all. George H.W. Bush is a man who deserves nothing but respect. He headed the CIA for 10 years and then took over the presidency. This is a man who, worked, who dedicated his life to public service. These are good people. Donald Trump is a fucking con man who used the Internet, this thing that the X-Files basically grew, and turned it on itself. To make people bitch and moan and fight. I fight with people all the time that I grew up liking and respecting. I fight with people that I work with. There are people that I know who, who are close family friends, man, that I can't speak to anymore. Because I can't bring up what is the most important to me. And they can't bring up what is most important to them. Because the one thing about me, and you know this, listeners and AJ... If I think that you're wrong, I'm going to fucking fight you on it. Not physically, obviously, but I'm going to argue. And I'm going to keep arguing. And I'm not going to back down. And I'm not going to let you surrender with weak-ass excuses like, oh, Hillary would have been worse. Okay, one, we don't know that because you're talking hypotheticals. Two, what difference does that fucking make? Does that mean that this isn't bad? And three, and I cannot stress this enough, does that mean that this isn't bad? And the Internet is allowing this. And there's just this... People talk about social media. I don't actually think social media is the problem. I think it's, I don't know, man. I don't know what the answer is. I just know that this is what the problem is. The problem is that where we all get our information from is is slowly eroding our ability to get good information. And I, I, think, I, think, I think the way to quell the problem, not being the solution, but quell it, is like you and I said earlier, which is, the internet and social media is a vacuum, and if people allow, if we allow people to put broadcast out there information that's not only false, um, and they have their own people in their corner to grow this false narratives, if we quell that while providing good information and pointing to people and sharing other people who know what they're talking about, um, like this podcast and other podcasts and other people that, you know, are pro putting out good content out there because they're, they know people, they are citing sources or whatever, then that's the way to quell it. But if we allow people out there in this vacuum through screens of ones and zeros to um, do what they're doing, then they're winning. I, I We're getting to the end of this, and obviously, folks, we're two dudes doing a podcast who just care, and we're not going to solve this today. But I do want to reflect on this, AJ. If, you'd like, I, if you don't mind, I'll end with a superhero quote because I, for lack of a better term, Lack of a better, for lack of a better way to do this, uh, I think I told you a while back off air that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did a storyline where they started to kind of poke the Trump bear in their fictional world. Did I tell you about that at all? Mm -hmm. I don't think you did. All right. It doesn't matter, ladies and gentlemen. I basically think it's the major. It doesn't matter. The storyline doesn't matter. But basically imagine that HYDRA, the evil organization from Marvel, had finally taken over the country. And Agent Coulson, the guy who you guys know is the man with the glasses from the first few Marvel movies who died in the Avengers, gives this speech. And it's very quick, but he gives it on the news. They break into a news station and they deliver this.
Hydra doesn't think we're smart enough to know when we're being fed alternative facts to keep us afraid, to keep them in power. Remember, there are more of us than there are of them. And now that we know what the truth is, we have a choice to make. We all have the opportunity to be patriots. Will you take a stand? And are you going to hold them accountable? That's kind of where I'm at. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to this show. It's really easy right now to stop arguing with your friends who you disagree with out of the sake of social niceness. You can't. If you know someone is wrong and you're battling with them in an argument, you can't surrender and you can't stop. There's too much bad information out there. There are places you can go for good info. We're one of them, yeah, but we're not journalists. We're commentators. There's good journalism out there. There are good people doing good work. There are people like AJ who go out every day and fight the good fight. But God damn it, we need to do something because... I don't know for sure that the president of the United States is is doing things directly because the Kremlin says so, but the fact that he might be in my head is a bad enough sign. And that's where we're at. AJ, is there anything you'd like to add before we get out of here today? I do. Yes. Are you ready? Oh, God damn it. Ladies and gentlemen, he's going to do this to make me mad. Should I do the exit and you can just do what, it as we leave? What, 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 you know that. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to Out Front. This has been Nick Serranos and AJ Signeri. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, uh, Chicago Podcast Network. You can find us on Twitter, Chi-Town Podcast One. You can email us on Gmail, Chicago Podcast Network at gmail.com. All those wonderful ways for you to get in touch with us. Please do so. And uh, other than that, AJ. Good night, comrade. Oh, that was it. That's not as bad as what I thought it would be. Uh, we out. I say it's It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. You have been listening to the Chicago Podcast.